So I said, we're going to go to the edge on this. And they said, Pastor, how far on the edge are we going to go? I said, we're going to do everything short of sin. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another Monday Mana. Hopefully, y'all had a blessed last week and a blessed Easter. Hopefully, that video really blessed y'all and gave y'all um, just encouragement knowing about, hey, Easter is the resurrection of Christ. But speaking of Easter, I'm actually going to be talking about Mike Todd today. I thought, hey, it's new and uh, it just happened. And the points that he made, I, I think we can sort of dive in and see where he fell, where he led his congregation astray ultimately is what happened with Mike Todd. So who's Mike Todd? Now, if you don't know who Mike Todd is, he is a pastor of a church. And I say Mike Todd, it's Michael Todd, but just Mike Todd for short. Um, Michael Todd is the lead pastor of Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And yeah, he's the lead pastor. And he does a lot of, I mean, as you can imagine, he does sermons and things like that. And let's give, uh, I'll give an example and we can watch a video here, not of the Easter service that he did that I'm really gonna be talking about, but just some other ones that he did. And I'll kind of give a better explanation of who kind of this guy is. God decided male and female. I, no, 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 I'm not, this is not a bad, I need y'all to hear my heart on this. This is not a bashing, this is not a, he, if I was there, maybe I would have told him, is there something in the middle you could do? Like kind of a, like a little maybe if somebody, well, I was born like this. You can see already the this sort of flavor and styling that he has, the doctrine that he has. And he's, I'm gonna continue with this clip, but I just wanted to kind of set up and, and show you who Mike Todd is. And I know some pe people are already off the gate, man, man you're, you're judging. You're judging this guy. Yes, yes I am. Because we have to judge and test every spirit and make sure that he calls himself a fellow Christian. So if he's a fellow Christian, we need to be accountable. We need to bring each other up. And there's times for rebuke. And in the case of Mike Todd, he is leading an entire congregation. If this was his sort of doctrines and beliefs that he didn't, and, and he didn't lead a congregation, then that would be a case of me saying, okay, uh, I'll, I'll t take a step back and maybe I'll pull him aside. We can talk about this, have some lunch and talk about his beliefs and potentially um, restore him back to God. And if need be, rebuke in order that he may come back to Christ and, and have proper biblical doctrine. Not what I think, but biblical doctrine. But he is leading an entire congregation and leading them astray. When we understand that God made male and female, you're putting a stumbling block and leading your congregation astray. When you say, oh, well, maybe if I was there, maybe, hey, God, can we have a third? Can we have a little something else? No, there is no something else. This is God. He is the arbiter of all things. He is truth. And he said there is male and female, period. 
to even say that if you were God, I would like something else. No, you're not God. You don't decide what is true. We as Christians need to come in line with the truth. We as Christians need to be in communion with God and agree of the things that God has said is true because he is truth. And what he said is true. There's male and female, period. We need to bring our feelings and our doctrines in line with that. We shouldn't say, oh yeah, I believe you, God. I really wish you had a third. No. No. Our desires and our, again, beliefs need to be, there are two genders and sexes, period. Male and female, period. That's it. Any sort of thought of, oh, I wish there was a third. That That's a... That's your flesh. That's a thought of the enemy wanting to, well, hey, God's right, but I wish he did this. We have to understand what we want and the truth of God is two different things. God said, let there be light, okay? I'm not going to say, man, I wish he made light and another thing. No, he said, let there be light. It is finished. He is truth and he is the arbiter of all things. He is the one that says it's final. He makes the decisions. He is ultimately Lord and King over all. And it is a stumbling block to say, hey, I wish there was a third. Imagine all the people that have gender dysphoria that question this. He's trying to pander to them to say, oh, well, I wish there was a third, but stinky old God, old silly God, no. That is to question as if God did something wrong. God does nothing wrong. He is righteous and pure in the things that he's done, everything. And he's the arbiter of all things, and in him are life and truth. And when he said there's male and female, that is it. So don't think of a third, don't think of a fourth, it's two. And, and that's it, excuse me. Let's get into the rest of this clip. This, I don't know how I feel. That I, I feel you. And I wish that there was an option of other in the kingdom. I, did that, I don't freaking know. I, no, honestly, I wish God would have made it so much simpler and it was like A, B, C, or D, like frick. No, I'm serious. A, B, C. There is no C. There's A and B. There's male and female. And the thing is, it is simple. Truth is simple. The, the truth that God has given us, that he has made a reality, male and female, it is simple. There's two. There's not an other, okay? There's male and female. That's how God created it. The truth of God is simple. God is the only God, true God. And he is omnipotent and king of kings. That's simple. There's nobody more powerful than him. That's simple. He loves you, period. That's simple. He sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for your sins, that you may have everlasting life. That's simple. It is. 
God doesn't make complicated so as to where we cannot understand the things that he's trying to do for us and the things that he did. God said, let there be light. It wasn't a 15-page paper on how he created light. He said, let there be light. And he separated the light from the darkness. God is simple because truth is simple. What God has made and done, truth is simple. And to say, man, I wish God did this. No, we shouldn't wish God had made the earth any different. Why? Because God only makes perfect things. When God made the world before the fall, it was perfect in every way. Only because of our sin did we cause this world to fall of humans. When God created male and female, it was a perfect thing. God made man perfect. He was a perfect man, a perfect woman. Say, God, I wish you had created me this way. I wish you created the world this way. To say that God makes mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. He does not fail. He knows all things, and he made it exactly how he intended which is the absolute perfect way, for God is perfect. God is perfect. And it's to to cast a stumbling block in in front of your entire congregation to say, I wish God did this. We in our lives, it's it's one thing to pray for something. Not to pray selfishly, I I pray for a new Bugatti, no. But to pray for strength, for peace that he calls us to pray for. It's another thing to say, I wish God, God, I wish you did this. I wish you did that. I wish it was wish, wish, wish. No, no, no. We are not God. Moreover, God doesn't have to explain to us his plans. He is God. We, our brains are this big, the size of your two fists together, right, they say. God's hand spans the universe. God created all things, and we need to come back to that reverence of God. What has happened now to these pastors, and I would say Christians anywhere, to lose reverence of God? He is king of kings. He's not servant of servants. He is not some low he is king of kings he is omnipotent and present he is all powerful we need to come back to that reverence because if we did we wouldn't be saying stuff like that like this like he just said because when you understand that you're leading people astray to try to be on their side and their own confusion say if somebody has gender dysphoria which my heart breaks for you but I'm here to tell you that God made you exactly how he intended to make you you are not a mistake you are not a mistake God does not make mistakes we have to understand that so got a call from my mom (laughs) let me take this right quick sorry but we get back to Mike talk okay I'm back But as I was saying, though, yeah, just to lead your congregation astray when you're talking about these things as if you wish God would do something. God is perfect in all all of his ways, so we shouldn't 
question that in our lives. But now, this is just sort of some doctrine that he has. And, and this leads me into my main point, which is talking about Easter. Now, into regard of his Easter service, this is when it really took a crazy turn. Now, to preface this, he, th this is actually, uh, he explained after, which I think it's good to hear his explanation uh, before we actually listen to the service, which um, is, it's pretty crazy. Let's just put it at that. So the service, let's take a look at that explanation. This is after the service. So this is the video and let's take a listen. I became the pastor and I didn't know what a pastor did. And so I was meeting with a group of people and they was like, what should we do for Easter? I was like, I've never preached the Easter message. So I'm not going to start this year. We need to come up with an Easter play. And they was like, all right, let's do it. I said, but it can't be no whack, raggedy. Just, he got up. Like, it just cannot be that. Okay, y'all going to act like I'm the only one that saw like, oh, yay. That was good. Like. I was like, it's got to move people. And I really want it to be focused on people who don't know God or are far from him. Because, yeah, yeah. like, usually Easter is like where we come to cheer with the people who already are on the team. That's called practice. Uh-oh. Let, yeah, let me stop. I want to go after the people who haven't signed up to play the game yet. I want the person who feels lonely and isolated and like God doesn't care. I want them to see how amazing Jesus actually is and what God actually did for all of us. So I said, we're going to go to the edge on this. And they said, Pastor, how far on the edge are we going to go? I said, we're going to do everything short of sin. Wow, I had to stop it there. I mean, that whole end of what he just said should... And actually, he, he says something after that. I stopped it because when you just hear it, it just blows your mind that you're a leader of a church and you're going to say that in, in, in front of your entire congregation. But let's let's listen to the rest of it. Oh, y'all, I felt the religious people. Their booties got tight right there. Wow. I mean, I mean it, it's seriously insane that you're going to be a leader of a congregation and I feel for this guy in this first part, not for what he just said. We're going to get into that. But I feel for him when he said, I have never done an Easter service. And Mike Todd was sort of foisted into this position. Uh, from my understanding, he was just the youth pastor. And then he was given this church that I think about 5,000 people go. It's, it's a big, it's a very big ch uh, church, as you saw with that clip. It is very huge. So maybe he didn't know what to do for Easter service, but you hear him say, I'm not gonna start now. He said, they're gonna do an Easter play. Okay, again, I, I don't, why do an Easter play, right? We should, we have holy scriptures that were people inspired by the Holy Spirit, that, that they're there for a reason. Let's read them out. Let's show the people the good news of the the good news that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again for your sins so that you may repent and come to him 
have everlasting life. That is what Easter is all about. But he decides to have this insane, truly, and I don't say that lightly, insane sort of production of a Easter play. And he tops it all off on the end to say, I want to do everything short of sin. Why? Because he wants to bring the non-believers in. I just want to say this to my talking to any Christian um, leader, pastor. You don't lead a congregation and have it to where, oh, I wanna, you know, I'm gonna cater to the people that aren't believing. You know how you do lead a congregation? You give them the word. You dive in the scriptures because an Easter service, and this is any service, is for the non-believer and the believer alike. When you are bringing people to Christ, you are bringing, it is no less different to the believer than it is to the unbeliever. To the believer, it is encouraging them and helping them to, maybe there's, things in their life that they need to repent of or come back to their relationship with Christ, come back to their first love. To the unbeliever, it is to show them that there is love in Christ and that he died on the cross and rose again for their sins, that they may come in communion with God to be saved, to be born again. When you do a good service, it has those duality for the believer and the unbeliever alike. But to do a service to where you're right on the edge of sinning to bring people in, I just want to say, and and maybe this may be a wake-up call to any Christian or any leader, I'm going to say it's a sin to say to live as a Christian and and not a Christian, to say, I want to do everything short of sin. No, we as Christians want to stay as far away from sin as human as humanly possible. We want to stay so far away from sin that it is, we're on the other side of our horizon. We can't even see it. We need to flee sin. We don't need to be close to sin. We need to cast all stumbling blocks out. And when he says the statement, oh, y'all religious people, you know, you're, y'all booty just puckers what he said. Because they're having a reaction, because and, 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 and he's making fun of, he's saying this in sort of a making fun way. Anybody that hears that, that is a Christian, I would have got up from that congregation and left right there. I don't say this lightly, but to have the leader of a church say that, that is something you need to flee from. And, and I, I don't mean this lightly, I truly don't. I pray, and if Mike Todd, I don't know how you're watching this, if you're watching this, repent and turn to Christ. Repent of the stumbling and you are leading a congregation astray into sin. I don't say this lightly, but I would leave that church. And if you're going to this church, I would leave. I would find a better church. It's sad. It's tough. I don't often tell a lot of people really ever to leave a church. We want to be slow to that because depending on the case, the case by case, but this case, I would leave. I would have gone up from my seat and left right there because 
if any any of your friends, if you're in a situation, you say, oh, we're not sinning. We're just going to get close to it tonight. No. You need to leave that situation immediately. We need to be far away from sin. Sin, it says in the Bible that we shouldn't even have the appearance of sin. We need to be above reproach, which is to not have the appearance of sin. So to say we're going to do everything short of sin, I'm going to say that you're you're just sinning. So I would just say to Mike Todd, repent, repent. You are leading your congregation and potentially thousands, if not millions of other people because you have an online audience astray. And woe to you if you do not repent because you are casting a stumbling block into these people's lives. And let's get into the actual service itself. I've been talking this up, but y'all have to see this service. Guys, look. Look at this. What you need to do. Step one. Sign you a baddie. Okay. But step two. He gotta have a baddie. Hey. <laughs> Take a love song. Hey. Yeah. Look back at it. Uh-oh. What is she doing? Friends, I don't have a baddie. Like, these are supposed to be demons in hell talking about how they're going to pervert man. And again, this whole thing, it is... You see the point of of the whole play, like he said. It wasn't to give glory to God. When you say, I want to be so close to the edge of sin, but not. Um... And then Jesus comes with this whole rap. Uh, it's just the the whole thing. Um, just uh, let's take a look at this. I've been laying in the cut for like three days. They thought it was sweet and started celebrating. They ain't even people I was orchestrating. Raise a toast to the king, it's a special occasion. Holding my side, nose my hand, down to my feet. Goes in my head, this blood shed is not cheap. Death in the grave, I'm all love, believe in me. Break out the tomb and hell's about to The whole thing, it, it... I mean, the flary lights and all that stuff, it's like, whatever. But... First off, it's inaccurate. He's not down in hell fighting demons because there's no people in hell. Obviously, it's called hell drug. This whole thing is fictitious, but it's a mockery. It's a showmanship. It is to invite people in to make a performance, uh, you know, because they say he took the keys of death and Hades. That is true. It does say that in the Bible. But why are they going in this whole play with so many I mean so many things like that you just saw in my clip it's a showmanship when you could just sit down and read the word again I have nothing wrong with the Easter play Easter play is great and the great when you give it to the Lord but again that was never his purpose he said I want to get so close to the edge of sin but not to sin and that is it's just a horrible thing when you see it that 
he would want to lead he would want to lead his congregation close to sin so I would say to Mike Todd and to anybody going there uh, or really to Mike Todd repent and to anybody going there I would leave you know again I don't say I do not say that lightly but you need to leave and find a better church so hopefully I enjoyed kind of a crazy video um man the reason I'm doing this because Mike Todd is a person that is leading and and influencing so many people's lives that I have to make this public you know again some people say oh you're judging stuff yes I am um, the verse judge not yet lest you be judged is talking about not judging hypocritically so and I'm not judging hypocritically uh, so we must test every spirit we must be able not just willing to go and, and wanting to look for rebuke but there is proper time for rebuke and I it's pa pastor Mike Todd I would say repent and come back to Christ come back to leading your congregation to Christ and not the showmanship and this performance uh, rather than giving them the good news the gospel so with that being said hopefully y'all blessed one think about yourself less comment down below and think about God a whole lot more like and subscribe see you next monday